What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I would like to officially welcome you to my first ever podcast, The Disgruntled Fan. Let's get right into it. So for starters, let's talk about why I created this podcast. The first reason would be, um, I can honestly say, I'm absolutely sick and tired of listening to boring ESPN reporters talk about the same thing over and over again. Analytics, this team's bad, they need to do this, they need to do that. You know, they never really have a real-world take on an actual fan. So it's time for your boy, the disgruntled fan, to hop right into it. And the team that is going to be covered, mostly, everybody knows them well. They're near and dear to my heart. It is the goddamn New York Jets, man. Oh, my God. So let's talk about it. Week three, Jets. Oh, and three. Come on. Always. Did, were we expecting that? Were we expecting much more? I have no idea. I'd be lying to everyone if I said maybe there was a glimmer of hope we'd have a win by now. But no, of course not. We're the Jets. Simple as that. But man, let me tell you, this offense, it has had so many woes, ups and downs. It makes the game almost unwatchable, really. If you think about it, it's literally absurd, literally absurd that they are such a circus of a franchise. Like, yeah, I understand we're rebuilding, blah, 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 whatever. But man, they've been rebuilding since I was fucking, I couldn't even tell you since I started watching the team. It's craziness. I can honestly say the biggest regret in my life would probably be not being super into football when the Jets had that crazy run back in the day with Rex Ryan. Literally, my biggest regret in life is that. I mean, if that is my biggest regret, I guess I'm doing pretty well. But still, man, this team, bro, just gives you such a depression. It's like every time they play horrible, I literally want to turn the game off and take a nap. I'll never forget this. What was the season? 2015 or 2016. No, it was 2015 season when the Jets had to go on. They had that 10 and 6 season. They missed the playoffs that year. They had to go go in Buffalo, beat Buffalo, and they were in the playoffs. They just went on a crazy run. They beat the Giants, Patriots in overtime. It was such a crazy season. That was honestly it was the best time of my life. Had no issues in life. But circling back to that game, they wound up getting blown out by the the Bills. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws like four interceptions, really sells the bag, you know, such a terrible showing. I was so depressed after the game, literally turned the game off, went to sleep for the night. Mind you, it was like 4.30 when the game was over. I literally was in my bed the rest of the day. It's absolutely absurd what this team does to my mental and I'm sure it does to many other Jet fans' mental states because this is it, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I don't understand why the team is so garbage. You know, if you really think about it in a way, you know, I guess you could pin it on the owners, but like I I just don't know. I really don't. So with all that being said, let's jump right into this season because we're living in 2021. Craziness is going on with a pandemic and whatever. So let's hop right into the season. 
like I previously stated, 0-3. Couldn't get any worse than this. Third time being 0-3 in three years. There's just no upside for this team. But I digress. You know, new head coach, Robert Sala, Zach Wilson, uh, he, you know, it is what it is with him. And new uh, offensive coordinator, uh, Mike LaFleur. So here we are, first game of the season. Everybody's excited to see what Zach Wilson can do. You know, he really shined in preseason. You know, it was lighting up other teams, but also granted they were not starting offenses. I mean, uh, defenses that everybody was so excited to see him. Now he can't even hit the side of a barn with some of his passes. But that's not entirely his fault because the O-line is even dirt. Uh, The team is just all around dirt, but, you know, still. And he's also a rookie. You know, there's a lot of things that come into play, but still, overall, it's just, you know, a lot of issues so far. So let's get right into this week. I'm not even going to bother even talking about the other two weeks because they were just such offensive clunkers of of games. But not so much week one, but this week, man, let me tell you. When this game gave me such depression and almost an aneurysm from watching such a lackluster offense, it literally wanted to make me cry because just how garbage the team was. It's it's just crazy how it's just, they're just so unwatchable. But let's just go over a little some stats for you guys. So Zach Wilson was 19 at 35 on the day. His completion rate was 54.3%. All right. Looking at that right off the rip, it's literal trash. But, you know, considering the fact that, you know, the entire wide receiver core and Ty Johnson literally had fucking popcorn before the game because they had absolute butterfingers, you know, goes into play here. So it's not 135% Zach Wilson's fault. He tried to make plays. He did what he could. But at the same time, nobody was helping him around him. Literally had zero help. You know, Corey Davis, there's one play that sticks out to my head. I think it was uh, third down or fourth. Ah, I don't remember because the team just is always three and outs, this, that, and third. You can't remember anything. But um, they were, oh, yeah, it was in the second quarter. They marched down the field, third down. Zach Wilson scrambles out of the pocket, rolls left, throws an absolute dart, bro, a fucking darty. To Corey Davis. Ball's literally in his hands. And he can't fucking catch the ball, man. Drops it. Like, yeah, there was a guy. There was a cornerback guarding him. Like, white on rice. It was right on his back. But still, ball placement right in his hands. Dropped it right on the ground. So then that deflates the offense. Okay. Can't get the first down. Whatever. No big deal. We'll send the kicker out. Get some three points. Call it a day on the drive. Granted, you're a mile high. You can make a deep field goal. So this field goal, I think it was around 51 or so. Don't really remember. Guess what happens? Delay game. How the fuck do you get a delay game in your fucking special teams mode? You have your special teams out in the field. I've never seen a delay game in special teams when the field goal kicking unit is on, on unless it was done on purpose. Of course, this is what happened to the Jets. This guy, kicker Amendola, was playing soccer a few weeks ago. Now he's kicking field goals for the Jets. Typical fucking Jets kicker. So what does he do? Boots the 51-yarder. 
you're in mile high. Delay game penalty backs him up. It's like 57, 58 now. Something like that. I don't remember. They punt the football. Come on, man. Literal fucking trash. Deflates the entire offense. Granted, they can't score, but at least they would have had three points. Instead, it would have been, you know, it was 0 to 26. Denver, it would have been 3 to 26. You know, maybe there could have been a spark, maybe something, but no, of course not. You get a delay game penalty when you're fucking kicking a field goal. Like, it makes no sense to me. And literally after that, no such highlights to talk about after that game. Literally insane. You know, actually, there is. The defense really did show up. You know, the defense has actually been pretty well this season, surprisingly. Quinn and Williams, man, was blowing up the field, I'll tell you. Had one and a half sacks. Uh, I think he was like two or three QB pressures. Man, he's playing well, finally. A draft pick that's actually panning out. But still, defense, you know, to a degree, will keep you in games. But you can't win games with just defense. Perfect example is what happened on Sunday in Denver to the New York Jets. Defense was putting in work, but then the offense couldn't score any points, and it was constantly three and outs or get maybe get one first down, defense right back on the field. You can't do that to a defense, man, especially it was hot as balls that day in Denver. You know, the uh, the defensive line rotation was crazy that day because it was hot. You know, those big dudes need to take breaks, you know. You can't constantly have the defense out on the field, which is why they lose eventually. They just, you know, not roll over and die, but, you know, they give up points because they're out on the field so much. It's just, it's it's just, I don't understand how you're a franchise football team. You're a national franchise football team in New York, and you're just so garbage. You cannot find an offense ever, ever. The last time the Jets had an offense was in 2015. They haven't had an offense since. Like, it's just weird. It's absurd. But now all that's said and done. Week three's over. You know, everybody's moving on. Hopefully. Besides the guys that are injured. Elijah Moore, concussion protocol. And uh, Tyler Croft, chest injury. Day to day. Losing guys left and right due to injury. It's insane. But that's all behind us now. Let's focus on week four. What could possibly go wrong versus the Tennessee Titans? Couldn't tell you. The question now becomes not what can go wrong, what will go wrong. I have no idea what's in store for this Sunday, but there's either two outcomes. As if there's always two outcomes with everything. They are either going to get blown out or it's going to be a tight game but realistically I can't see that it's going to be a tight game because just the offense cannot score literally at all and on top of it the worst part about this whole experience is that I'm literally going to the game on Sunday to watch the Jets lose live and in person the fact that this team made me spend money to go watch them in person just shows you that I might think I'm insane. You know, Einstein always said, if you do something twice or no, it's like if you do something more than once and expect a different outcome, then that's insane. I have watched the jet game, jet games over and over again, thinking they're going to win. 
and they lose all the time. So basically, I'm insane. By Einstein's way of life, that I'm insane. Because this fucking team makes you go insane. Makes you think, oh, we're going to win a game. Nope, no shot. Realistically, the Jets have a literal perfect chance of going 1-16 this year. Maybe win two or three games. I have no idea. But literally at this point, I don't even care. Because it just gives me more content to talk about. The more and more they stink it up, the more and more I get to react. Simple as that. I don't even know what I'm going to do if they win. Is this even going to is this going to be exciting? I have no idea. But as far as I know, is the more they keep the more they keep losing, the more it is for me. So ultimately, my prediction for week 4, Jets fall to all in 4. There is no shot in heaven or hell that they beat the Titans. There's just no fucking way. Unless by some miracle, Zach Wilson fucking throws four touchdowns in a day. Mike LaFour gets it down that he's now a play caller. It's just there's just too many moving parts to this to um their team that they're not gonna win. There's just no way. Tennessee's a very good team, playoff team. Derrick Henry, you know, Ryan Tannehill's alright. I think um I can't remember his name right now, but they're one of their wide receivers. He might be out for the game. Their top wide receivers are number one. Literally forgetting his name. That's so terrible, but whatever. Not 110% sure. J.J. Brown. That's who it is. A.J. Brown might be out next week. Who knows? Either with him there or without, they're still going to win. There's just no way this team could pull it through. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I don't think so. They're getting seven and a half points at home. There's no shot that they're going to cover that spread. No way. Final score is right now, uh, Tennessee's going to win by two touchdowns, possibly even three. I'm going to call it 28-0 fucking Titans because the Jets can't score. So there it is. 28-0, Tennessee beats the Jets. I'm going to the game, going to kill myself. Don't know what to do, but it is what it is. It's a struggle of being a Jets fan. It's a fucking vicious cycle. I don't know. It's like an obsession. Like, it comes to a point where you're like, you're like almost like a crack fiend for them. It's just like, oh, they're going to win more games this year. <sighs> no, they don't. Just like you got like an itch. Like, oh, maybe I want to watch them win because, oh, I can't miss this game because maybe they will win. But guess what? They don't. Every game you think that to yourself, they don't win and you don't get glorified with watching them win. You sit there and you struggle and you watch them get killed by C-class teams. Like the Denver Broncos have not been relevant in a while and they literally got beat by them. Couldn't tell you. Or how about the best part is they got beat by Sam Darnold week one. But that is a completely different subject. Don't even want to get into that. Good for him. For being 3-0. But, dude, your ass. Stop the cap. You were literally running your offense entirely through DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey. Okay? That is yet to be seen. Who knows if they could actually build on this 3-0 season. As for Denver, 3-0. Bro, you played three dirt teams. You played the Giants, who are dirt. Jacksonville, dirt. Trevor Lawrence. It's like, whatever. And the Jets. Absolute dirt. So you know what I'm saying? 
All these teams had stacked defenses too. Who knows? Maybe Zach Wilson will light up the fucking Tennessee Titans just like he lit up um, the teams in preseason because they were starting B-listing, B-lister guys. I doubt it, but you never know. You know, think about this one. A broken clock is right twice a day. So you know what? Maybe they'll just win a game. Maybe this is the game they'll do it, but I don't think so. And the worst part about it is, like I said, I can't turn off the game because I will literally be there to suffer. It's just, I don't know why I did this to myself. I was so excited at the beginning of the season. I was like, yo, I'm going to get the tickets for my brother's birthday. My friend's going to come. We're all going to have a great time. Maybe, you know, do a little drinking. Who knows? I'm 23. I'm allowed. Just letting you know. But still, you know, have a good time. But with them, you need to get blackout drunk to enjoy the game. So you don't fucking remember how ass it was. So that's really the end of my podcast. Just wanted to give you guys a little taste of what's to come. You know, get a look, get to know me a little bit. And, you know, get to really understand my obsession with the Jets and how much it really is terrible being a Jets fan. <laughs> and the fact that nobody's talking about it. Literally just like I previously stated earlier, just ESPN and all these other dudes all just shitting on the Jets. And, you know, they don't really tell you what it's like to be a fan. They just say the Jets are ass. Let's move on to something better. So that is the end of my podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully I'll see you guys next week with another episode. Hopefully there's a win. Don't doubt it. I mean, I do doubt it. Maybe we'll get a little bit more of an experience because I was at the game and we can live through that. But who knows? But that's really about it, guys. Hope you have a great time. Hope you enjoyed. I'll see you soon.